0: This morning is a little different. Uh, we say that a lot around here. Um, part of who we are. Amen. Thank you, brother. You're in it to win it this morning. One of our values here, we have six values, and one of them is loving the fatherless. One, one way to love the fatherless is to adopt uh, one way to love the fatherless is to foster. Yeah, if y'all want to go ahead and have a, you take that. I, I, they put me in the high chair. Um, and by the way, if you've, you know what? I don't, I don't want to embarrass you, but will y'all, will y'all thank those real quick, just, just with applause that have risen up to adopt and foster in our area. We, we know that that's a, a, hard, a hard role, and uh, it's, it's thankless a lot of times, but we are so thankful for those of you that have risen up and said, hey, I'll, I'll care for a child in need. That's, that's a big deal. But there is there's another way to care for the fatherless. So, so let me, let me explain our value called loving the fatherless. Some of you are going to be called to adopt and foster children. And when you are, the rest of the church is going to come alongside you to make sure you don't do that by yourself. That's, that's one way to love the fatherless. But there's another way to love the fatherless that's really important also, and that is... If it's possible for biological moms and dads to get their children back, we want to do all we can to make sure they do. Do you know what I mean? Because if it's possible, it's really best for biological moms and dads with their children. So this morning, we have invited a a group, um, my friends from Desired Haven uh, to speak to you. Uh, they are with Connected Foster Care. You know, we ha- we have their office here, back here by the nursery, Connected Foster Care. It's with the Arkansas Baptist Children's Home. Um, Desired Haven is another leg of that, and I'm gonna let them, them explain it to you, but uh, I want them to talk to you this morning about advocacy. Uh, and advocacy is just a... a uh, a normal uh, another form of discipleship, and we're called to make disciples. So this morning, I want you all to introduce yourselves, and y'all can, y'all can start, and hey, as they're, as they're talking, I want you to know that we're going to have a time of Q&A, so if they say something that clicks in your mind, and you say, hey, I'd like to know a little bit more about that, remember it. Because you'll have an opportunity to ask that question, maybe, if I let you. So, y'all go ahead and tell us, introduce yourselves and tell us what you're about.
1: So, my name is Debbie Walker, and um, we are from Desired Haven Family Care, like Dustin said. And um, we are a sister ministry of Connected, and so... For us, we we feel like that kind of forms the wraparound care that our families need to help them get gain healthy support systems. And, and we're going to talk a little bit more about advocacy in our family care homes. But our heart is to see that families get the tools that they need to, uh, to build those healthy families and build that foundation for them. And uh, we both have stories of where people have done that in our lives. And, and um, we just love the, the, that picture of that wraparound support system where our families realize they're not having to do this alone any longer. And, um, the scripture that I, that I like to go to, because I think it gives such a, such a clear picture of that is, um, is in first Corinthians 12. And it talks about the different parts of the body and how, uh, each part is important. And as I'm reading this, think about that part that people have played in your life that, it, it was a different part. It was a different piece of your support system, but all of those pieces came together to support you and help you walk again. And so the, um, the verse is 1 Corinthians 12, and I'll start in um, 14. For the body does not consist of one member but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would, make, that would not make it any less a part of the body if the ear should say, because i 'm not an eye, do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of if the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose, and so I think about that. He has placed each one of us here for this time, and I feel like when he brought me to family care, um, I didn't understand, I didn't understand like parts of my story. But now, all of that has, I've seen how people in my life throughout the years played those different parts to help me as a young mother, as a young, you know, and a lot of our families don't have that. A lot of our families don't have that type of support. And so I would say that's kind of what we see advocacy is. Um, I'm gonna let Kristen um, introduce herself, but then I also want, during this time, I would love for y'all to be just start thinking about those people that have played that role in your life as, as just being able to reach out and steady yourself. My
2: name is Kristen Hayes and my husband and I moved to Arkansas from Texas and we had a one-year-old child and I thought... That was, that was, that was like a God thing. <laughs> it was a God thing. That's...
0: That you came from Texas to Arkansas.
2: <laughs> so I didn't... So I was looking for just part-time work because I really wanted to stay home with my son. And and I didn't recognize how much of a God thing it was at the time. I just thought, yes, I want part-time work. Arkansas Baptist Children's Home reached out to me. Um, and I started, They had, we just started Desired Haven at that time. And so Debbie was the resident manager living in the home. And then I was going to be the case manager that would work with the families on their goals. Um, but not... At some point, someone yelled out while I was actually speaking that God made this job for me. And then it just clicked into place. Like, I have a master's degree in social work. I have a passion for helping people see their strengths sometimes when they can't see it themselves. I have a passion for advocating for people that are sometimes left behind or kind of pushed to the side. Um, And I was able to get an education in that. And then I had this deep passion for... Um, being a mom and being able to share that with other moms around me. And so God made a job. This job did not exist, and God made a job where I got to use that education and those skills and then just get to be a mom in front of other moms. And so I bring my children with me when I'm meeting with the mom sometimes. They get to see my children get in trouble. They get to see me hug my children and tell them I love them. And I get to be a mom um, in front of these families to demonstrate what that looks like in a healthy relationship. And so um, when we first started this ministry, Debbie and I went to Texas and a lady told me um, a verse that she used as kind of their family verse in this ministry. And that has stuck with me the whole time. And so it's in first Thessalonians chapter two, starting in verse four, it says on the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people, but God who tests our hearts You know, we never used flattery, nor did we put on a mask to cover greed. God is our witness. We were not looking for praise from people, not from you or anyone else, even though as apostles of Christ, we could have asserted our authority. Instead, we were like young children among you. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. And so... That's how my family lives this out. Like We love these families that we meet so much that um, we want them to see the gospel lived out in our lives. We want to have opportunities to share the gospel with them, but we also want to invite them to our birthday parties and have supper with them and do life with them side by side. And so that, to me, is an excellent picture of what advocacy looks like. We want these families to be able to have people that they can call when something comes up and they don't know what to do or they feel stressed or that will bring them a meal when a child is sick or the mom is sick and they just need help. And so like Debbie said, um, I've had that in my own life. Um, I see how that helps lift me up and keep me going. And so that is our desire for these families. We want them to have a group of people around them that can love on them, encourage them as they walk this life and then they become a stronger family for God's glory
0: good deal. Thank y'all. Huh? One more thing. Okay. I'm good. I'm just sitting up here high and mighty.
1: So <laughs> So that, but when we talk about the body and the body of Christ, isn't that what the body of Christ does? We come around each other and I look, as watching y'all all come in, Chris and I both, I mean, I love the feel of your church. And one, I want to thank y'all for having us because, I mean, it is beautiful. This is a beautiful experience. And I love seeing how you care for one another and you greet one another as you come in. I mean, that's what a family does. And that's what the body of Christ does. Each one plays a different part. Each one is important. And I loved, I loved seeing y'all as you filed in and then worshiping together. And, and so... That's one of my favorite parts of my job is being able to go and go to different congregations and seeing different people and and different families of God and how they interact. And so when we began to talk to um, Dustin and to Sarah and and talking about what this could look like as we partnered with you guys, um, I got really excited because... from what I was hearing, was y'all have such a heart for your community and a heart for the family. And, and so when I began to start putting the pieces together, it was really exciting to get to come and see you in person because he, your, your uh, church leadership talks very highly of you and, and your heart for the community. And so we're excited to be able to come and to give you the, help give you the training and the tools to be able to work with families in that place where we meet them where they're at and where we so so for just a moment before we go into the q and I wanted to just could everybody just think of one person in your life and it could be more than one but one person in your life when you just felt overwhelmed and you felt like you know I can't do this anymore I can't do it anymore um I've been there. Uh, I was widowed at 28 and thankfully uh, was a part of a community and a church that wrapped around me. Uh, I had two small girls, and so I, um, they were my advocates. They were my people. They were the people that when I said, oh, my goodness, I cannot do this, and I did say that. I did say that several times. Uh, They were the ones that I could reach out and steady myself to. They were my secure haven. They were that person that I could tether myself to when I couldn't take that next step that took it with me. You know? And a lot of times my steps were two steps forward five steps back, but eventually my steps forward became more and more and I was walking again, but it were, the, it was those people that support system. So can, so do y'all, can y'all have that person in your mind or those people in your mind? We're very thankful for those people, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, oh my goodness. I'm so thankful for those people in my life. And, um, and so that's what we want For our families. A lot of our families don't have that, or if they do have that, it's not a healthy support system. And so a lot of the conversations that Kristen has with moms is identifying, like, where is your healthy support system? Who do you have in this area? And so Kristen is really good at pulling those people in that can can walk alongside those moms, offering them the resources that they may not have experienced before. That's what an advocate does. So an advocate Loves that person right where they're at, and so um, anyway, I feel like that kind of gives a good illustration of it's that person that you call. Oh, one story. Let me tell. One. Okay. So uh, last week we uh, recently had paired um, a family, a mom, with an advocate, and uh, the mom had not even met this advocate in person yet. They were just texting. And uh, I won't go into detail, but mom was met with a temptation that uh, really rocked her world. Like she could have, it, it could have went either way. And um, this mom texts this woman who she had never met in person and said, pray for me. And she was able to walk away from that temptation. And uh, is, it, we, are, we are looking toward her being able to reunify with her children soon. And, you know, it's those moment-by-moment moment decisions where... We're not coming in and saying, you need to do this, and you, no, we're, we're here to walk alongside you. We want to be that supporter and that, that steady that when you reach out, when that mom reaches out, when that dad reaches out, uh, when that teenager reaches out, they're able to say, okay, help me get steady for just a moment, and then I'm going to start taking the next step.
0: That's good. All right. <laughs>
1: I have
2: a story that just happened this week that I know will be one of my favorite stories for as long as I do this job, and on and on, but it relates to the verse that Debbie shared about each person in the body having a certain set of skills, and so we had a mom that has been with us in our program for about a year and a half, um, and she was paired with an advocate right at that time, and just, I never can, so. When a family comes into our program, we try to speak into seven areas of their life. And so health, nutrition, housekeeping, financial, parenting, time management, relationships, and spiritual. Um, We're trying to speak into all of those areas. And so when we pair them with an advocate, the advocate is also trying to speak into all those areas. But what I want to make sure everybody understands is that you do not have to be an expert in every single one of those. Like that's another beauty of the church and each one of us having our own gifts is that maybe someone is the best budgeter that you've ever met and they can help with budget. Cause maybe you know nothing about budgeting, but you are on point with keeping a calendar and time management skills. And so this mom was paired with an advocate and attended church. Um, through that she met a financial person that was helping her budget. Um, She started going to school and made a connection with her professor. Um, So we were having a party, a graduation party for her, and our house was packed with all of the people that had become a part of her support system. Her employer was there, co-workers were there, the financial person, the professor at her school, some friends were there, the youth minister at her church. It was the most beautiful picture of what we are trying to see through advocacy, that yes, she had this one advocate, but then through that connection, she made all of these other people a part of her support system, um, and we were able to celebrate her and thank them for what they have been able to create to strengthen this family um, as they move on into their own house, so. Now we're
0: done. <laughs> okay. Um. So I have a few questions for them, but I want to ask, do do any of y'all have questions at this point uh, for them? Does everybody kind of understand what we're talking about on advocacy? Okay, y'all did a really good job. Um, So... Advocacy. When I'm when I'm hearing this, what I'm hearing that it, it equals discipleship. You're just you're just walking walking people uh, through uh, difficulty and, and helping them helping them gain ground in their walk with the Lord. Um, so, what are some key things that you're looking for in an advocate? Like, what's what's the what's the ideal thing you're looking for in an advocate?
2: On the way here, Debbie and I were talking about how we want to make sure that um, the Lord is our rock and our safe haven, and he's where we go to steady ourselves. Um, And a lot of times before I go to work, I pray from Galatians that I'll be filled with the Holy Spirit and that that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control is what will come out of me when I'm working with our moms. And so for sure, one thing that we're looking for in an advocate is someone that is walking with the Lord and spending time with Him regularly because I I don't think I have to say it out loud, but I like to remind people that this work is very hard and very messy, and we definitely cannot do it in our own strength, though we have tried before. Um, But so we are definitely looking for someone that um, can can. Ground themselves and has deep roots in the Word of God, um, and is going to Him in prayer, so that then when they are coming into these families' lives, into this messiness, um, that they'll have that that haven, that stable ground to walk on.
1: So it's like it's like the advocates are kind of that that haven, that temporary haven for that mom. Like, like, um, at this point, the, you know, our families may or may not know the Lord. And so you're offering that type of stability for them to reach out and grab onto you and say, Hey, pray for me, or Hey, walk through this with me. And so, uh, you're kind of like a temporary, uh, an advocate is a temporary haven. But ultimately, we want to point them to Christ, and we realize we're not expecting anybody to be perfect. You know, none of us are. And 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 uh, and as Kristen referred to, I made many, many, many mistakes. As, a, as a, no, you're saying we learn. Like we tried to do it on our own, and and it was when I was trying to do it on my own that that that's when I made the mistakes. You know, and I would get worn out. But then that was when Kristen came in and. And, and it always happened if I was down, she was up. And if I was up, she, you know, like we were that for one another, we studied one another. And so there were times that she would come in the office and I'd be like, ah, this happened. And she was there to say, let me pray for you. And we had a prayer wall and we, I mean, she always pointed me back to Christ. And so, um, just being, but being real that, Hey, I struggle too, you know, um, we don't want to come in like this person that has it all together and and say, okay, I'm going to fix you. That is not the message we want. We want it to be, I'm coming in to walk alongside you. I don't even want you to feel like I'm here to, you know, it's, it's. I want to be your friend. I want to hear your story. I want to hear your dreams. I want to hear, you know, your struggles. And And so when we can meet them right at that struggle, like um, I don't want to come in and say why did you do this. I want to come in and say, hey, let's look at let's look at this, and let's explore that, and then talk about ways that I can undergird you, help give you the tools that you need to to move past that. And so. Um,
0: So, um, Kristen and, said that you messed up, so you might want to let her. Uh, in <laughs> <laughs> That's that Texas coming out. Born in Arkansas. Oh, are you? Okay. She was It'll born in Arkansas. <laughs> she just time. stepped away for a while. <laughs> um,
1: so, um, we would come in and do a training. Um, we're actually can, uh, yeah. Like, okay, so the last three Wednesday nights in uh, May we'll be coming in and doing a training and we also have online uh videos that are are some self-paced videos um an advocate um we have um an application where it'll ask for references and things like that we have to do a background check that formalities like that but um but once you're trained then we also have the support system in there that's going to when you run into something that, oh, my, my family's not meeting with me anymore, or I ran into this, they told me that, you know, we have uh, case managers that meet once a, once a week on, on um, Zoom that can uh, be there to answer any questions. We also have emails if it's something major that we need to address, uh, but we're going to offer those support, a support system for you as you walk with your family as well.
2: to answer one of your questions um we try to teach our families prudent parenting and so one of those things is to get to know the people that you are spending time with and letting your children spend time with and so i would say that they probably would not go to your house in the beginning because you would want to get to know them and build a relationship with them and so a lot of our families are going to meet at a coffee shop Um, or at a park because sometimes they'll be bringing the kids with them and they'll just play. Um, So they're going to meet somewhere where everyone feels comfortable first, and then you're going to get to know each other, and then I think naturally things will start happening. Um, So, I mean, I do know some advocates where families are coming to their house, but and also it'll happen in different levels of speed, yes. And so some families... They really have a wall up around their heart, and we have—we just have to meet them where they are. So we have one mom. We had to take her lunch to her work and eat in the car just to be able to spend time with her, um, but then some families are just eating it up, and they want to do everything you say, so um, it, it'll take time probably to be able to develop trust and that connection, but... I think it'll. I think you'll feel comfortable with it. We're not saying just yes. Let them come, be in your home immediately, and access to all your stuff. So, they don't do child care. oh, and we also <laughs> don't let them do childcare. We definitely strongly discourage doing childcare because, like I said, we want to make sure that we know people and trust people and also that's kind of a boundary that we've set up to protect the advocates to make sure that they don't just automatically become a daycare um, which is a huge barrier for our families but we have set that up to protect the advocates so yeah oh well both for sure but definitely you're not a daycare for them
0: yeah so um she mentioned that we're going to have a training up here. We, we, the last three Wednesdays in May, home groups in, home groups in the first week of May. So we just got a couple more weeks of home groups. The next Wednesday, we start training up here. They're going to be with us, right, um, each Wednesday night. Um, and we have sign-up sheets out there if you're interested in that. we'll We'll cook you a meal or something. We'll have food or something while they while they train you Wednesday nights at 6 up here. So know that's on the way. Um, I have a question, and I didn't send this one to you, so I'm sorry. Um, I hear y'all talking about moms a lot. Is, is there a way for men to be involved in this? And if so, can y'all tell us how a man can be involved?
1: So um, how this is going to look a little different
0: is... Um,
1: with with connected being in your church, what our main focus here is, we want to provide advocates for families that are reunifying and that are out in your community. So a lot of Kristen's advocates come from right there in the and and we would love for you to be an advocate for one of our family care home moms, but we realize that's forty five minutes, and so that could be a hindrance. But but. Uh, for the people right here in your community, yes, it could be a father and a mother reunifying with their children, or you may have a single dad. Uh, we we did get a call one time for, and 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 I remember answering the phone, and he said, "Hey, I realize you're a home for single moms, but I'm a single dad, and I'm struggling right now." And so Kristen was able to talk to him and offer some resources and. And so we want to be whatever the church needs to be for the, you know, so the, yes, men too. And I, I do believe that the Lord is going to provide just the right families and just the right advocates. We've seen it happen over and over and over again, how it's just, it just blends and, and just right at the time that we need one, God provides that perfect family and, and advocate.
0: Was that good enough for you? Okay. So what does the what does the training consist of? Just briefly, can y'all tell us what that looks like for somebody that's thinking about coming? i about but you
1: start, Okay. So our training is um, first of all, we talk the first night about what an advocate actually is. Um, we want to meet our families right where they're at. And sometimes there's a lot of stereotypes that come along with that. And, um, oh, <laughs> goodness, sorry. Um, no person sets out to lose their children. No, no person, no little girl sits around as a, as a small child dreaming of, okay, someday I want to be addicted to drugs, or someday I want to struggle with this situation, or someday I want to, I want my uh, DHS to pick my children. No, that's not a dream of a child. And so we have to look at the why beneath the behavior. And so that first night, we're going to be talking a lot about, about being able to really look at people through that different lens and not from, I mean... You know, when you see a single mom struggling in the grocery store or you see someone standing out on the side of the road, we, we, sometimes we immediately have pictures in our mind of what got them there. But we want to hear that person's story. We want to look beyond their circumstances. And so that's what we do the first night. Second night, we talk about the three stages of advocacy, and they are support, secure, and stay And we go over that uh, support. You're going to be building that connection. You're going to be building, uh, you're going to support them by building a relationship with them, connecting with them, uh, helping them piece together their own support system. Secure comes when we we have a Desired Haven workbook that goes through all the seven areas. We have a companion guide that helps them identify those areas in their life, those goals in their life uh, and their support system. Um, and then that third part is what Kristen is going to talk about is the stay. And in order to be able to stay, to, to, we want that advocate to become a part of that family's life. Like, like my, one of my favorite quotes comes out from one of our advocates uh, when we had a mom that was moving out of a family care home. And she was helping that family pack up. And the little boy said, wait, wait, um, is Miss uh, Jennifer going to come and see our new home? And, um, and the mom said, looked at her little boy and she said, yes, because Miss Jennifer is going to be with us forever. And that's what we want. That's that stay factor. And Kristen's going to talk a little bit more about that, but, um, but it's being, we're going to give you the tools, the support to be able to stay because that's the most important part is that they know we care about them. Even if they take a few steps back, even if they struggle that they st- And that's what I look at in my own life is, is I'm sure there were people in my life that were like, oh, Debbie, she fell again.
0: Kristen was like that.
1: Yeah, yeah she- <laughs> But they didn't. They said, okay, I'm still in your life. I'm not, I'm not leaving you. I'm not leaving you here. And so that's what we, that's our biggest factor. Uh, and then that third night is we're going to actually... Uh, take you through what it looks like to walk through the workbook and walk through the, uh, that part with them. So.
2: So one of the trainings that I do that I feel like relates to the stay part is that I try to help people um, think about some of the misconceptions or the misunderstandings they have about some of the families that we're working with. Um, And a lot of times we may think that we know the right way to do something um, but there could be more than one way to do something. And so we want to help you maybe reflect um, and recognize some of the things that you might be bringing to the table that might um, be a barrier from keeping you from connecting with these families. And, and um, just kind of maybe remove some of those barriers. But then also as part of the stay part, um, like I mentioned, this this will be hard sometimes. And our families come up a to a lot of barriers. And so one of the things that I'm pretty passionate about in supporting our advocates with is helping them get connected to other resources that can help our families. So I wanna help you maybe be prepared to know that um, these families are gonna have a hard time with transportation, have a hard time with daycare, be wrapped up in the legal system, those types of things. And so then can we help you get prepared to address some of those things and help them get over that barrier um as they work towards independence,
0: that's good. Um, I feel like I've done really good this morning <laughs> um, so we're we're getting we're getting close to being out of time. Um, I do. I do want to know how, how do y'all support advocates and what's, the, what's our church's role in supporting an advocate? Because if somebody steps into an advocacy role, I want them to know that they're not doing it alone. So I, I, I do want to know what that looks like. Um, and what do you look for in a person who's ready for advocacy? Um, you know, it, Jesus does the work Right, we we all need Jesus to do the work, but there does have to be an attitude in our own soul where we're ready for Him too. So, kind of, what do you what do you look for in in that sense? That was two questions. The armor. Clarify. Do you mean what are we looking for in the person
2: that's going to be the advocate, or in the
0: people that are trying to get an advocate? The people that need an advocate. Okay.
2: I'm going to start with the what are we looking for in the people that are applying for an advocate. So the main thing that we say, we use the phrase propensity to change. And so we do talk to these families. We do kind of an informal interview to try to gather some information, find out their story, see what's going on. Um, But we are listening for do they have a willingness for someone else to speak into their lives. Um, Do they, they may not be able to identify the specific goals they wanna work on, but can we hear that they realize that what's been happening is not working and that they wanna try something different and that they're willing to talk to other people about what are some different things um, that they could do. And then another thing that I usually am listening for is I I guess maybe a sense of humility or just a willingness to recognize that a lot of things have probably happened in their life that were out of their control, but there are some things that are happening in their life that they can control. And so if, if I'm hearing a lot of, that was their fault, that was his fault, that was that, and never any, I need to do some things or make some changes, I might have some red flags on whether that person is really ready for advocacy. But just through talking to them, I'm listening to kind of what they're trying to do in their next steps. We're trying to pick up on, are they ready to make some changes and listen to some other people?
1: And I want to add to that, just because they're not ready right now doesn't mean that they won't be ready later. So we don't ever want, we want to take into consideration they may be in crisis right now. They may need to get to a place where they've, they've, de and gotten to the point where they're in a place to make that decision to commit to do do some of the things we're asking, and um. um are
0: you support yeah. The
1: church support yeah. Okay, so um, we support by like I said, we have a weekly meeting where. How are we supporting the families or the advocates? The advocate. Okay, so we support the advocates by having that weekly meeting where advocates can sign on. They can email us at any time. Uh, we also have an advocate coordinator that is going to stay in touch with your uh point person here at the church and, and they can offer offer support that way as well. Um, we have a variety of resources that are just amazing. Uh, there's a there's a trauma-based uh podcast that we like to recommend several books videos. Uh, yes, we have, um, we have videos and we have videos online on our website that we can, so there's, there's several things and we just want to hear from you. Like, like we're growing. Uh, I was thinking when I was sitting there about the first email that I got from Sarah and she was asking me, do you do this, this, and this? And that was, uh, in 2020. And I was like, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's that new. And so, and so through the past two years, we have grown, but we're still adding. And so we want to hear from you. If you don't feel like you're getting what you need to meet this family where they're at, we want to be able to do that for you. So, so um, we just, as an agency, we're here for you. And we, we see ourselves as uh, that uh, being able to come in, train, but also support and um, not only that, I did want to mention our Living Well Counseling. Uh, if you get into a place where this is too heavy and I don't think that I'm equipped for this, we also have amazing counselors with our Living Well Counseling. Um, and, and then you've got two caseworkers right here that are uh, amazing um, with um, working with families. And so um, we want to offer that wraparound support system for you guys just as you're offering that for the families. So.
0: What's our role as the church? As the church? Um, what do you see as our role?
2: I feel like, like I mentioned earlier for the church, maybe you don't sign up to be an advocate, um, but you are great at organizing or you're great at budgeting or you actually are a financial planner, um, time management. If you if you feel like one of your strengths is... It, strengths is any of these areas um we would love for you to walk alongside some of our advocates and maybe speak in to those specific areas so that they don't feel like they're trying to balance all of those things and then um our number one thing that we say all the time that we depend on in our ministry is prayer and so if you can be lifting these advocates and these families in prayer um that is a huge support for them um and we, ha- we have a prayer wall on our website that we have been committing to sharing prayer requests. Um, our advocates can share prayer requests on that. We make sure that you be careful about what you share. Don't share identifying information. But that's ways that you can go in and check that. And you can even be praying specifically for these families or advocates or ministries that we have.
0: Yeah, That's good. Okay. That's good. Anything else? Any questions from out there? Hey, thank y'all for being with us this morning. Will y'all thank them for? <clears throat> Kristen, you did good. You did okay. <laughs> Kristen will help you though. Thank y'all for being here this morning. Y'all, this is the reason I asked them to come. Is because this is this is us. I mean, we're we're a mess here and we're messy here and you know when you when Jesus has rescued you out of a mess it also equips you to jump back in somebody else's mess so we can do that here you know what we we can do that here and so I do want you to pray about it man if God's not telling you to be an advocate please don't be an advocate Um, we don't want to hurt people but if the Lord Jesus says I'm going to help you do this, let Him help you do it. Okay, I really want y'all to come to the training if you can. Um, if they come to the training, you're you're going to get discipleship tools, right? So I mean, if, even if you just come to the training to pick up on your discipleship tools, that that'd be great. Uh, so y'all pray about that. We're going to do a Duncan. Dusty, will you will you come on up? Dusty is the first one to be baptized in the new baptistry, so let's hope it works. <laughs> hey, look, we want you to sign it, autograph it. We're going. If 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 you've trusted the Lord and been baptized at the bridge, we want you to come up here and sign the baptistry after it's over, if you want to. But go ahead and make your wherever you want to. Maybe not where the water is. But... (laughs) So, Dusty has been here a while. He's married to Micah. Um, They are the Milwaukee Brewers. And they have been coming here a while. I've known Micah pretty much her whole life. Family, if y'all want to come up here, you're welcome to. Um... But Dusty came to visit me um, in my office one day, actually at the end of a gathering. uh, Dusty came up to me as he was leaving, and he said, man, Dustin, um, I need to come by and talk to you sometime. And um, we set up a time for him to come by, and Dusty said, man, I have been struggling with standing up at the end of our gatherings most of the time we ask for people to stand up if you've been here before uh, we've asked you to stand up if you wanted to trust the Lord for the first time and he said man I wanted to stand up but I have fought it and I have fought it and I have fought it and he said I can't take it anymore Dusty if you want to interrupt me you can if I'm not telling it right Uh, we still got that mic um But he said, man, I'm tired of it. And I want to trust the Lord Jesus today. And man, I asked him if he wanted to pray and ask Jesus to save him. And I said, you know, I can do that for you. And you can just repeat after me. Or you can just pray from your heart. And I said, which one do you want, which one do you want to do? And he said, I know, I know what I need to say. And he repented of his sins and he asked Jesus to save him in my office. And man, we just celebrate that, will you, Dusty? Dusty's, Dusty's been through a lot. Um, but because of Jesus, his legacy changes, you know that when he said, Jesus, I want you to be mine and I want to be yours right then his legacy changed. And man, I, I feel like Dusty's going to make an impact on our community and on our world. Will y'all praise the Lord for it one more time i'm glad you didn't get in there backwards that would have been weird will you scoot your knees all the way up to the front please dusty who's jesus to you he's my lord and savior you promise to follow him the rest of your life I i baptize you my brother in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit Changing room. I thought he want to sit in there a while. It, man, it feels good in there, boy. One little turbine that would have been awesome. Hot tub. Dusty wrestled and wrestled and wrestled with whether or not he should stand, and he never stood in the gathering, and that's okay. Jesus can save on Tuesday. You know what I mean? But listen to me. Maybe I know, I know that Dusty's not the only one that has been wrestling with whether or not he needs to trust the Lord or she needs to trust the Lord or be baptized for the first time. So this morning, I want to give you that opportunity. You don't need to hear a sermon from a preacher that's not that great for you to trust the Lord. Jesus draws us and he saves us. And if he's drawing you this morning, he can save you this morning. So if you want to trust him today, I want to give you that opportunity. Just real briefly, if you want to trust the Lord for the first time, do you want to stand up this morning? We can make it happen. And after these next two songs, we can dunk you too while the water's warm. If you want to trust the Lord, would you stand up? You can drive home wet. Kirk will drive you home. If he does, you better trust the Lord. I've ridden with him before, I ain't playing. Father, we come to you one more time. Thank you for having these sisters come this morning and talking to us to talk to us about advocacy. We know that you are a God who has sent your son to spill his precious blood for those of us who you find far away. And we're thankful. We're thankful that you find people far away because we were far away. We may not even like to admit it. We may not like to confess it. We like to think that we're better than we are, but we were far away. That's where you found us. But praise your name, you did not leave us there. So help us be people that find people far away and bring them closer to you. Help us be people that that draw people into an encounter with you. Would you would you would you use us to show people who you are? And Father, I pray that that our lives scream the lyric of that last song that we sang, that that you would break our heart for what breaks yours. Father, we lift up dusty to you. We pray that you would protect him from the enemy who is sure to attack. We know that the enemy is gonna. Run and chase after him. Would you stomp him? Would you allow Dusty to know that this room right here is called the family room because we are and and if he needs us he can he can be here with us. Would you would you make us good family? Father, thank you that we got to baptize this morning. We don't take that lightly. I pray that these last two songs would be worthy of you and that we would worship, really, in Jesus' name, amen.